Sai Ram, dear listeners. Thank you for staying tuned to Radio Sai, coming to you from Prashanti Nilayam. We welcome you to yet another episode of Trist with Divinity. Prashanti Nilayam celebrates Christmas everywhere with a lot of gaiety, and the Christmas of 2011 is especially more beautiful and inspiring. There is a sense of serenity and festivity and joy in the air and responsible for it is a team from Croatia. Present in our studio are some members of this team who are here on a journey called the Joy of Living and they are in charge of decorating Prashantinilium to celebrate the holiest day in the Christian calendar. With me right now is Katrina Delistovic. She is in charge of the Sai Centre called Love in a place called Rijeka. Katrina lives in Opatia, Croatia, which falls under Zone 6 South Europe of the Sai organization. Sairam Katrina and Sairam. welcome to Radio Sai. Thank you very much. Katrina for starters it would be very nice to know uh, how did this deep involvement of yours with the Sai organization begin? What drew you to Bhagwan Baba? It was simply a book 1992. I was completely unprepared. But I was touched. It was a book, The Sky Above the Clouds. And it touched me, you know. It was my first, actually, introduction to the whole world. It was completely unknown to me. So my love for Swami came out of nowhere. Only He knows the way, the path. It is a book about a tragedy in the family. The book was written by Vesna Krampotic, a very famous author in uh, Croatia and in the countries of ex-Yugoslavia. And it was her personal experience with her dying son. He was only seven years old, as far as I remember, when he died. But actually, that child gave her a path to Swami. So, in her second book, Bhagavatar, she wrote about Swami. And it was my continuation of the whole thing with Swami. So, as I've told you, my love came out of nowhere. And today, it is more firm than ever. Hmm. So, my whole life is Swami. At the time, were you seeking a path consciously? Uh, probably, yes. But not aware of the whole thing as I'm aware of it now, you know. It was probably subconscious uh, leading towards the point where I am now with Swami. What was it that drew you the most to Baba? You're just reading about a man yeah. in India, far off country you've never visited. No. What was it that appealed or spoke to your heart? Probably when he said there is only one religion, religion of love. This is so familiar to me because ever since when I was a little girl, my parents used to teach me that there is only one God, but It doesn't necessarily have to be Jesus. It could also be Allah or whoever. It is most important that I believe in God. So I was actually driven in that way, on that path. And as far as I remember, in my harsh days and in my happy days, I never forgot that it was Him who led me through my life, who helped me. But how did this God such a presence in your life? Wasn't Croatia a communist country and were uh, you not allowed to go to church and it stuff? Was Yes, it was, but people who were not communists were allowed to go to churches. But my family didn't go to churches at all, but mm-hmm. we believed in God. God. I didn't uh, need anybody between me and God. I was taught in that way. Probably that was my 
easy path towards Swami, yes. to accept Him. And because you already were on the same yeah, wavelength. Yeah, but of course, as we all know, it was His will. It is always His call. And when did the call come? 1992. What was it like? It was like a miracle. I remember where I was. When I sensed, it was it. That's it. Nothing else. So Nothing you knew more. with a certainty? With most certainty. What did you know? That I'm part of Him. Then, I didn't know that I am Him. But I felt I'm part of Swami. So, when did you first come to Puttaparthi? In 1998, I came here for Guru Purnima. And when I saw Swami, I just burst into tears. And that was all. And ever since, I don't need His miracles. I simply knew then, I know now, it is only Him. Nothing else. No one else. You speak of such a high state of consciousness where everything is one, what we call Advaita, non-dualism. How do you stay in that state of awareness? I must admit, I cannot see it all the time. I also make mistakes, but I try. I try to improve myself to show his teaching upon me. So I'm also one of those who should go somewhere else and not teach, but show in my words, in my deeds, in my feelings, in my action, what actually he has been teaching us all the time. Mm -hmm. Repeating, repeating for many, many times, the same verses, the same sentences. Exactly. Mm. This deep commitment that uh, I sense in what you're saying, it has just come to you internally. Did you ever have an opportunity to interact with Baba? No. No, so, no, no, no. And you felt no just, need for no, physical... No, I didn't need anything else and I haven't needed anybody else. Just Him, eternal. Knowing what you know today of Baba and His omnipresence and His divinity, how has it transformed you as a person? I think I'm improved as a person. I think I'm much more as uh, a person that He wants me to be. I understand people in a different manner. I try, I have to admit, it's not always easy, it's not always the case, but I'm trying, when there is disagreement, understanding, or hard times with a person, I keep telling myself, yeah, we are different, but there is one thing which is the same. So I just click to the same thing. Which know. is the divinity in us. Yeah. So you're here, part of this group that is here for the joy of living. Tell us about the whole concept. Actually, this is the third time we've been here as a group. First time it was in uh, 2007, and the name of the project was The Joy of Awakening. So it was for Swami's birthday then. In 2009, the name of the project was Joy of Serving. Mm -hmm. So it was really beautiful. It happened on the 28th of uh, December. December. I remember you handed out those beautiful japmalas yeah, with yeah. Baba's messages inside every pouch. Yeah, we, it, that we, was very memorable. Yeah, thank you. It was, uh, we made actually uh, 23,000 of japamalas. And it is our third visit to Swami as a group. How many countries are involved? Um, Croatia, Slovenia, Serbia, Macedonia. Uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina and uh, Montenegro. So actually we felt, all of us, that we had to do something for Swami, even on this physical level. So this time we decided it would be, actually Swami decided, it would be a Christmas time. So the name of the project is The Joy of Living. 
the first I remember, the first mail I wrote regarding the project was on the 9th October 2010. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the project, uh, Swami left his physical body. We felt the way we felt all over the world, all his devotees. We were not, not exception, you know. But we just continued with it. It went smoothly. We were aware of the fact, I mean, I'm talking just about the people, devotees who had already been engaged with the project. We just continued smoothly with the project. So after 14 months... Here you are. Here we are. Yeah. How many people in the group? I think because some of them have already left, but between 195 and 210. What is the extent of the Sai awareness in the region that you represent, these former republics of Yugoslavia? Because in Puttaparthi, we see a lot of devotees coming from that part of the world, and there's an intense devotion and longing for Bhagwan and his teachings. What is the ground reality like over there? Well, uh, regarding the, the Sai movement, movement? Nobody is against it. When you talk to somebody else about Swami, uh, it is my own experience. Nobody has ever told me, oh, what are you talking about? Or no. We are people who want to be informed. So a lot of people have been informed about Swami. And what is the reaction typically? My friends at home, they consider it as a normal thing. I see. And know. when you say informed, how do you introduce Swami to them or the Sai movement? Or I said directly what I think about him. I, I said, see. okay, you believe in Jesus, that Jesus once upon a time walked upon earth, right? So another one is here during the time I'm living. So Swami is for me, my God, the only one. So it's okay with them, really. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have any difficulties regarding that. But it is another thing. Before Swami, I had my stories in my life. I had people with whom I met. We were talking about different things comparing to these ones. So some of them, I have to admit, they just, you know, skipped off. Because I'm not interested in those stories anymore. Because your priorities have changed, yeah. your outlook has changed. Yeah. And it's natural to have some degree of attrition yeah. in your friends because yeah. people move on at yeah. a different interest. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Obviously, you have no regrets losing them. No. No. Very nice talking to you, Katrina. Thank you very much. And thank you for inviting. coming to our studios. It would thank be nice you. to speak to some other members yes, of your of team. Okay. Thank, thank you. you, Sairam. Sairam. As we continue this conversation with the team from Croatia, our next guest is Carmela Zimidric. She is the person in charge of the ideas, the creative team behind the designing of Christmas decorations for Prashantanilium for Christmas 2011 for the project called Joy of Living. Several countries of the former Republic of Yugoslavia are participating in it. Carmela is a photographer by interest and a homemaker and being a creative person, she is the brain behind this whole project. Sairam Carmela and welcome to Radio Sai. Sairam. Carmela, tell us about your journey to Satisai Baba. How were you introduced to him? It was 1994. I'm not from the family who lived with a, with a God. We are Christians, but formally Christians. It was about Easter time and I saw one movie on television. It was about Jesus. And when I saw the moment of crucify him, I thought, oh my God, how can it be? How can it be so harsh, so unhuman to 
to put somebody in some kind of station, some kind of condition. And I thought in myself, God, if you exist now in physical body, show me yourself and I'll follow you. That night, Swami came to my dream, showed me himself. He came into my home like a friend. In like your a, dream? In my dream, yes. But I did, saw him. How did you know who he was? Had you ever seen his photograph, pictures? Yes, I saw him sometimes in some documentary movies in Croatia because we have lots of devotees who made lots of movies about him, documentary. And uh, he, I wonder who is the man in the orange dress. And in my dream was my husband. And I said, oh my God, who is that? who is coming into our house. And my husband said to me, this is the one who you're searching for, for all your lives. Mm. And then I knew that he is the only one. I need to follow him and only be devoted, nothing else. One dream did it for you? Only one dream. There was such certainty in your heart, you knew this was the one? Yes, I just knew because I wake up from this dream, it was about three in the morning. It was so intensive, so strong feeling. I see. Like somebody is, really is physically in my room. And that changed all my life after. In what sense? Oh, every sense. Before that, life was something that I must do. Now I live with joy. Now I know that life is a gift. Before that, life was something for me. I must do that. I must go that. I must listen. I can be angry if I want. Everything is allowed. But after that, I... Watch carefully for every my step. I'm not sure that I do it as well as I want, but I hope so. So you watch every step and you, doesn't that make you so guarded instead of being joyful, always being careful, oh, I hope I didn't have a slip, I hope I didn't goof up. Watching the steps, that means that I don't want to harm anybody, harm the God inside of anybody. Anyone. And um, when was your first visit to Puttaparthi? Oh, it was last year, 2010. I was waiting and waiting. During this time from 1994 till 2010, I had two deliveries, two kids, and I was waiting for them, for my kids. And my biggest wish is come with them, with my husband and with my children and visit Swami together as a family. And we came last year and saw him as a family. Beautiful. Yes, my kids are 18 and 13, son wow. and daughter. That must have been an amazing experience for the yes, whole family. It is. Especially now, so meaningful, just in time. Yes, exactly. Because a few months later, Bhagwan left yes. the body. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to look at their reactions. They are kids, they are young, but they accept Swami so easily, so smoothly. Yes, He is the one. It is not a question. They don't ask about anything. This is a miracle for me. Wonderful. On the same page, it's not easy. Considering they're young adults living in a Western world with so many temptations, for them to have that focus, I guess you're a very lucky mother. Yes, I am. Thanks to God. Yes. So tell us about this project, The Joy of Living, that you are the creative head of. How did it come about? Mm -hmm. Our first idea and main idea was not to have commercial Christmas because Christmas become the same in whole world. It is green and red. It is Santa. You can find lots of Christmas ball and Christmas trees. This is some subject that you can find in every country. But every country has own tradition about Christmas during all these thousand years before. Our idea was to bring Croatian Christmas here, maybe better to say a part of church. Through pictures sometimes tell us more than words. True. When you pass by Kulvan Hall now in this moment, you will see and know what I'm talking about. 
we brought lots of stained glasses. So the main idea was to make stained glass. If you ever been in church, you will see the colorful lights Beautiful. to the stained glass. And in the time when we were talking about project and I become in charge for this part of project, I was wondering what to do and ask Swami, Swami, please show me what to do. And she shows me lots of stained glasses and I ask myself, oh my God, how to realize something like this? We cannot bring glasses <laughs> from Croatia in India. It is uh, something really hard to do. But he shows me plastic folia in different colors. How did he show you the glasses, the idea? In a vision, when I was talking about that, praying, I just show some pictures about that. And I knew this is it. There is a very interesting story about that. How can I know that I'm on the right way? Mm-hmm. When I was searching, looking for some material for make all of this decoration, I came in one store and asked the man who worked there, Sir, do you have something light, something plastic in different colors, like paper sheet, but in plastic? He asked me, how do you mean different colors? Every color. He was searching for colors in his computer. And he said, I have blue and red, but I don't have orange. I was really confused. He saw my confused face and he asked me, you didn't ask for orange color? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Then I knew. You had your sign. Yes, it was a sign. Well, uh, about the project, it is very important to say that all those countries who are involved in project, every part of decoration is handmade. During these 14 months, we were together and we had lots of workshops and produce all of this by our own hands. Because the project, meaning everything, meaning of decoration, the Kulan Hall, it's not only to come here and do it. The meaning is to be together and feel unity. During all of these 14 months, we were together in unity and do it for a Swami. Beautiful. So how did you translate this... Um vision that you had of stained glass. These are these panels you have made and brought to Kulvanthal? Yes. We made about 6,000 drawings on plastic sheets. 6,000 drawings? About 6,000. And everyone is drawing with the hands. And How many people were involved in this project? Oh, it is hard to say. About maybe 200 from all of these countries. Maybe more. About 200 is here now in this moment, but many of them couldn't come. So the project brought this whole region into one united group? Yes, yes. Even we are separated as countries, we feel as one unity. Very interesting. It must be gratifying for you to see the hall look so beautiful right now. Yes, you Mm. can see lights through those shiny and colorful plastic folia drawn by the hands with the hearts and every part of us will stay here. How do you relate to Baba now that he's not in his physical form? Has that affected your relationship with him in any way? No, no. It is so easy to say no. Because, of course, I felt sorrow when somebody told me that he left his physical body. But maybe a few minutes after, I felt his presence here more than ever. Because all my thoughts, whenever I thought about him, was in Prashantinilayam. Swami is there. But now, when he is not in physical body, Swami is everywhere. In every one of us, in every smaller part of universe. Now, it is so, because I said it is so easy to say no, because I feel him now maybe more than before. 
But the one thing is for sure, all of these people who came here from all of these parts, from uh, South Europe, they feel the same. As I spoke with him, as I know, they feel the same. It is wonderful to be a part of so big group, world group, and be here. Wonderful to hear that. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts, Carmela. Thank you. Sairam, our third guest Sairam. is Ivana Ivanich, who is from a holy part of Croatia called Rovin. Ivana has just completed her university education to become an elementary school teacher. Sairam Ivana, and welcome to Radio Sai. Sairam, thank you. It's wonderful to have a young person like you with us today. This is your first visit to Puttaparthi, I understand. First, yes. How did Bhagwan enter your life? Oh, uh, well... When I was like four years ago, uh, I met one uh, wonderful person called Nena, and she's a physiotherapist. And her house is whole of Baba's pictures, everything. So at the first I was like, okay, this is like, who is this? I was making some questions to myself. And then after I asked her, come on, Nena, tell me who is that man? I don't know him. And then she told me about Baba and about all this things in India. She's really loving Baba. What did she tell you? Who was he? How did she introduce? At first she was like, um, what do you think? Who is he? And I said, I don't know. He's really strange. When I see his picture, then I see that this picture is like alive. It's not normal. Wow. It's like some super energy, but with this whole big hair. And then she was uh, slowly, slowly, step by step. She was telling me who is he, what he's doing. And uh, now he's four years that she's teaching me these things. And, and what prompted you to come to Puttaparthi? Uh, because Swami, he came in my life like uh, when I have bad time with my family and with myself. So it was like heaven for me to discover him. And then I said to me, okay, when I finish my university, if he will give me a chance, I will come here. And then I will discover myself a little bit more and uh, learn a little bit more about everything. And I wanted to come here because, as you know, I will be a teacher one day. And uh, I want that uh, children have uh, the best, not something in the middle. Because I like to work with them, so I want to give them everything. That was the reason. And I was asking myself, why so much people are going there? What, what is there? And there are so many reasons because I'm here. What is your first impression when you came oh. here? <laughs> First five, six days, it was really bad for me. Not that I was like, scared or something like that, but it was like some feeling like I couldn't relax myself, be free, I don't know. Why? Because of the change in the environment? Because I was uh, waiting this time so much oh. for this like opportunity. And now when I was here, I was like, oof. You can see here everything that you have in, in the world, like bad stuff and good stuff. This is like open book for you. You can learn here. You don't need to read so much like in your country, for example. But then now it's super because now I'm one month and some days. Now it's super. Now I'm home. Okay, I'm here. Now I'm thinking that I will maybe make my ticket longer ah. if there will be a chance or something like that. So that's wonderful that a yeah. young teacher is here to get motivated and you go back and give it all to your students because teaching is a profession very close to Baba's heart. Because of that, maybe he is giving me so much opportunities. He was with me in university so much because in these five years, I was doing everything. Sports, I was working, two jobs and learning. So it was really hard. 
And how did you know he was with you? Uh, my first contact was in the dreams. I'm always dreaming him. Even now when I uh, came here, <laughs> first five days it was every night. In the last uh, dream he was looking at me and I said, what, you will only watch me and say nothing? Only that. And then he smiled, he said, are you ready for adventure? And I said, yeah. And then after that, nothing. So I, I have now my adventure. So the adventure has begun. It's a spiritual adventure. Yeah. You're in Puttaparthi. Yeah, everything is and really, really is super. And how is it going? How this adventure super. is coming along well? Uh, I have all open doors everywhere. So I feel good. I feel positive energy. I feel in some way freedom of some things. And I feel that I'm relaxed. I'm not worried like before for every single thing. I'm like, okay, if Baba, if you want that, that is the best for me. So I'm guessing your priorities in life have really undergone a huge change after Baba came in as a young person. I'm sure your mother must be very happy. Yeah, he changed a lot of my family because I have an older brother and my parents. And now when I talk with them, they are really now happy. Baba done something for them. Even they don't know that, but he's doing that. Oh, I meant to say they must be happy to see the change in you. Ah, yeah. The positive changes I in hope. you. So what's next? What's on the card? Now that you know about Swami, what are you planning to do with the information and the blessings you have received? Follow him. Follow him. I know. I know that I will make so many mistakes, but I will try. I will not stop because of one mistake. I will learn whole life. I know that nobody is perfect, but you can try always. And what's next? After you stayed here, you're going back to Croatia to teach? Yeah, I will uh, go there. I need to find work. So now, 11 months, I need to volunteer in my profession. And if there will be some chance to have a job, then I will take it. And bring the positive energy yeah. to your classroom. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of little children in Croatia are going to benefit from it. Uh, so <laughs> Thank you for talking to us, Ivana. You're welcome. Sairam. Sairam. Sairam, dear listeners, we hope you enjoyed listening to Katerina Dilostovic, Carmela Zimerich, and Ivana Ivanich from Croatia. Please send us your feedback by email. As always, you can reach us at listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and please stay tuned to our next program. Sairam from Prashanti Nilayam. <laughs>